We're getting started. Yeah. Sent 420 podcast number 23. 23. I rolled um, a mostly Ghost Train Haze joint, but last time Jordan shit all over my Ghost Train Haze. So is that I right? Added it a, is. What you, what I added a little. something else. I believe I complimented <laughs> that it put me on my ass, but it wasn't the type of high I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to the wire. Everything you say super sativa is high. analyzed. Oh, 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 I know. Amanda, last night, <laughs> I rolled, um, or we smoked some Prada GM, and she was shitting all over the Prada GM. That's like, what the hell is going on with you people? I mean, well, the more it's just you laying people them, out too much. The more they're picky. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I like how the other night we were getting ready to leave, and uh, Elio's like, I thought you said we were going to smoke while we had this kombucha. <laughs> we're like about to walk out the door. Eric's like, yeah, I, all right, I guess if you guys want to smoke, I'll pack one real quick. But he was, he was like so, he was just like determined just to smoke before leaving. Some of us only smoke when we're here. I'm, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm stoned all day. It's a treat. I smoke a fair amount during the day, (laughs) but not like quantity wise, just frequently wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I won't, I know people who sit down and smoke a whole joint. I'll take like four heads. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can't do that. With today's weed. Yeah. (laughs) With today's weed. I'm not getting off that couch. (laughs) (laughs) Such quality. (laughs) No filter again. Uh-oh. I feel like we'll Going get... back to the old, the no filter? Yeah. Uh-huh. Staying old school. Uh-oh. Anna's... See, I am able to get to everyone's level sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. She can adjust the non-woke joint. I can adjust. Right. But that Prodigium, man. So we did this uh, roll to, you know, Iron Butterfly, that fucking Inagata de Vida. And... I was telling Amanda, I'm you like... use that as one of your long songs. Yeah, there's like two to. like really <laughs> right. like use, optimum uh, songs this is the to end. The End uh, yeah. <laughs> by The Doors. If you guys don't know that, you need to listen to it. And then, <laughs> and then Anna yeah, Anna It's a great rolling song. Like yeah. Not for like power, I'm going to fuck you up, fight rolling, but to get into a flow, you know, long, just... Yeah. Steady rhythm. Yeah, in your mind, just kind of going with it roll. I don't know, I got hit in the head. Yeah. Broke my thumb again. <laughs> you got <laughs> to hit that in the song. Oh yeah? Yeah. You gotta keep that shit tucked in. No, it was from the back. I oh. got need in the back. In the back of the head? Yeah. Who were you rolling with? Do I wanna call this person out right now? Ilya. Oh man, <laughs> Ilya. The Russian concussion. <laughs> the Russian concussion. That's gotta be a new hashtag. <laughs> That's funny. That's his new fight name. Okay. I think Tim named him that a while back. Yeah. Really? I like that. At least it sounds like a Tim name that Tim would throw out there. Because he gives other people concussions? <laughs> Hopefully. Tim? One would hope. The Russian concussion just as a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just got the Russian concussion. Right, right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the Russian concussion. It's good shit. UFOs, huh? Want to go there? Yeah, we can talk about that for a minute. I don't have a whole lot on it. I don't know. I was trying to find a way in my mind to tie it into everything else we've been talking about. And I didn't didn't come up with anything. Well, I've got something that I can add in talking about or adding that to what we've been talking about. But this kind of takes us into, like, atheism and... uh, that kind of absolute ending. You know what I'm saying? And so the UFO skeptics, right? In my mind, it's like, and skeptics isn't, I guess, the right word, but the people who just don't believe in them, it's like, think about all the cool shit that you're taking out of your mind that you could be daydreaming about and having cool ideas about and creating, you know, imagery in your mind and, you know, just... So you like it as a catalyst for imagination. Correct. And that's what I think is rough with, you know, atheism in the same regards. It's like, well, if you believe this is all we've got, it seems to me like you've just boxed boxed yourself in. So if you explain things, then you cut off all the possibilities you could be, like, having inspired thoughts about. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. It's mm-hmm. like a little mystery. Because, again, like, I say this confidently. I have not had a boring day in my adult life, right? And I know some people will say, well, fuck, that's bullshit. You can't. But even daydreaming, man, like, there's no limits on my ability to daydream, right? There's no parameters on it. And so nothing's off limits and you can let your mind wander. And when you can do that, if you have uh, the right attitude about it, you can apply it then to everything else that you're doing. Even if it's the most bizarre, you know, stuff, you can be like, wow, okay, that can navigate me in this mm-hmm. direction or it gives you another it's perspective to it, fucking roll you know it's interesting what it gives yeah. you access to like how it's interesting how like a fully formed idea can just pop in your head right like i had an idea coming over here yesterday morning to the gym and i I'd, i smoke in the morning sometimes and so i was like daydreaming and i thought like well, how cool it would be because i was thinking about how people think i was thinking how like even when we talk we kind of hold these two contrary ideas sometimes we say oh look at modern culture and it makes us weak and and uh dependent and uh cuts (coughs) us off from like you know uh how things used to be that could maybe give us happiness and things like that so so we think that modern day culture is a negative thing but at the same time we hold the idea that that uh it would you know living out as a hunter gatherer is fucking dangerous there's fucking monsters and bears can eat you you know, you don't seven out of daydream when you're. Well, maybe I don't know, but and then maybe like, but my I was thinking like that. You know, seven out of ten kids die. You know, it's just like a hard life. So, so at the we want to say, oh, what good things you know modern culture has given us, as as protection or as uh, you know all the I don't know opportunities that it gives mm-hmm. us, right? All the things we can do and create, and so you have these two ideas. So I had this like thought. Wouldn't it be cool if there was like, am I now? I was thinking of it as a planet. Like, if you had one half of the planet that stayed hunter gatherer, mm-hmm. and the other half mm-hmm. like had cities, and they like made themselves stay apart. And then what if Brave New World, right? Isn't that okay? What it was? Right. Remember yeah, the yeah, reservation? Yeah, you're right. And then they had you're the right. Uh-huh, yeah. So there's something like that. But I was thinking, what would be cool is if one person from like as a as a coming of age ceremony that you had to live in the other side of the planet. For like some amount of time and then you would really know because mm-hmm. nowadays people idealize like american indians oh things are so great so connected to the earth and stuff yeah. but there's all this horrific shit at the same time you know maybe, yeah I don't, I don't know where the truth lies in that but wouldn't that be cool if you could like actually go and live like that and be like oh that's what i'm missing also that's what i have you mm-hmm. know but it came from like a daydream right you know so it's interesting what that gives you access to I, well yeah. man we need that because mm-hmm. you look at these fucking people just right now that are calling for socialism or just wanting to tear down the country, the police. It's like, go to, there. there's plenty of places to go to and experience that. Right. And you'll come back with a different perspective. Right. There was nobody that I knew that I can even imagine that went over to Africa with us mm. and came back thinking, gosh, I wish... I was living mm. there. But at the same time, you met that kid that's always smiling. So at the same time, mm. you see the thing that maybe you're missing or that other people that's miss more. 100%. Whatever, but but yeah. this, so this takes us out of the UFO thing for a minute, right. but this takes us back to <laughs> jujitsu. That's why jujitsu is so important because it's fucking hard, right? I don't want to live like that little African kid. I, I don't want to just wear tidy whities and that's my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see something that that kid's got and it's come through struggle. This is the only way it could come because he's so young, right? There wasn't like a whole lot of thought process behind it. It's just like you see the natural mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. life. And so the kid is enjoying what he's got, enjoying his being in the moment, right? Yeah. That's something that we miss like having to get the new car, having to get the new thing. I was on a thing. screen. That's, yeah. We missed the moment. Yeah. Every time being, like, what am I, who texted me, who, you know, what's, who said this on Facebook? So, you know, yeah, I think it's important for us to experience those things, but I, I'd only want to live there short periods of time. I mean, like the six months we were right. there was fantastic. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd go back yeah. for a few months, come right. back, yeah. live, go back. I mean, yeah. I think that's where 
a lot of these uh, vets are running into PTSD, mm. you know, is that they had this extreme experience and then they come back and it's like fucking lackluster, mm. you know, yeah. compared. Mm-hmm. No more excitement. Not even excitement in the sense of like something good happening, but just excitement of like, I think your nervous system would get so used to being in that environment and then coming back to everything's comfortable right. and smooth and all the surfaces are even and like it, it's got to do something to the brain. I mean, the only place I've been out of the country is Mexico and, and it was on a cruise, but when we went out of those cruise uh, walls or whatever at each stop you got to see real Mexico and you got, I got a little taste of that of you know seeing the people and seeing that they they were so happy with what they had and they just had these little shacks and like you know mm-hmm. just trying to sell whatever little things they could for the day little trinkets and stuff mm-hmm. but they were so happy to be there they were happy to serve food and just like you didn't hear anybody complaining. It, mm-hmm. it was just we're here to survive. Like we're just trying to make it to tomorrow. Right. And they were yeah. they they had no choice but to be in the moment. They they didn't know if tomorrow was guaranteed. And that's like, I think that's the main aspect that everybody forgets is we're so used to knowing like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and be able to do this that we take today for granted. And that's I think where the depression really starts is when you just you're 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 constantly looking for the next thing versus mm-hmm. enjoying where you're at. Join the moment, man. It Being... reminds me of that, uh, that idea. I think I brought it up on one of these, that, uh, acidia idea. It's a, supposedly a sin. There's like those seven cardinal sins. And then there's like a bunch of other ones. Mm-hmm. And this one was some people describe as the, the main sin that we do. And it's get distracted. Mm-hmm. It's like, Everything's a distraction. You know, work can be a distraction. Play can be a distraction. Relaxing can be a distraction. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you know you should be doing something else, that's acidia, right? And so like what you're saying, that's the thing that makes us, our lives difficult is not recognizing, not being in the moment, right? That would be the, maybe the opposite of acidia is being in what you're doing and you know, because we also have that conscious, maybe a little of it's like uh, the conscientiousness too. We have that conscience, conscious, what, conscience, um, <laughs> that like, that's always like looking at what we're doing and, and being like, mm, you know, there's always this, some sort of like a morality uh, attached to every moment of our lives. Like we're always like being like, should I be doing this or that? Is this a good way? To, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a constant. Versus just doing it and mm-hmm. being in it. So this is how I mm. solved that problem because mm. I thought about this for a really like, long time. I mean, up to this point. And we were talking about this the other day to, to some degree. Okay. But I made everything that's important to me. Like, and I'm not talking people. I'm talking because... Um, you know, it sounds selfish if you exclude people, but I'm talking about things that the things, you know, the, the things that bring in money and the purpose and, and those kinds of stuff, um, kinds of things, uh, is make it everything that I do for business. Right. And so that's where we tied in, you know, I, I went to school and got a degree in photography and, um, martial arts is my, you know, like driver and adventures, right and smoking weed and put it all together so literally everything that i think about is for the growth and to develop this as a business right and to monetize it and not for the purpose of necessarily making money but that's the shit that i do right and so um i think what happens is that and i'm not saying everybody can do this i'm not saying i can even do it you know we're trying to make it work but is that they get so segmented that one almost excludes the other, right? So your job almost excludes your um, interests, you know, Hmm. because it's hard to have time for that. And then you got the family in the middle. And so, you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, two or three other distractions, like you're talking about, that take us off whatever it is, Mm -hmm. our course. And sometimes I think we make... um, morality mm-hmm. right perceived morality be the determiner of which d- 
direction we take. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's a direction. Uh-huh. Morality is what path you've chosen, you know, because it tells you what to do, right? If you do something, it's being on the mark, right? Sin means to be on the mark mm-hmm. or whatever or off the mark to miss the target, right? The target is doing the right thing and being like immaculate or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, so morality is the path. So what I interpret is like, you're saying to unify and harmonize like all the things in your life mm-hmm. towards one goal, you can maybe say. Right. Right. And it would, and so that morality is like where that goal's at, like how high that goal is. Go ahead. This is just, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, my mind's just yeah. blown because this is exactly where I'm at in life right now is doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and the big, the big factor for me making this jump was coming here was when I started here, what is it, like the end of September and uh you know little by little i was realizing i wasn't happy outside of here anymore like i like my other the my regular life had become so fragmented just like you're saying because i I constantly felt like i had to choose between one thing or the other and i don't know if it's because of the idea of mixed martial arts it it was what triggered it or if it was just the going through the struggle here every night that that helped me actually be more honest with myself but um the way like the way my brain's perceiving it is like like you can learn jujitsu or you can learn muay thai or you can learn wrestling or boxing or whatever but i i enjoy the idea of learning how to put it all together and to me, that's, you know, like you could be a specialist in any one of those or you could learn how to utilize all of them enough to to be a, to still be a cohesive the fighter, synthesis. you know? Yeah, yeah, the synthesis of it. And and I, I've always struggled with like, I get so drawn to different things and this also ties in to the idea of being in the present is that the reason I love playing music is that when I'm on stage, I'm never more present than when I'm on, on stage playing music. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's there's nothing else existing. There's no thoughts of like, oh, there's I gotta go to lunch tomorrow with this person or I gotta pay this bill or that bill or whatever. Like I'm there and it's just me and the instrument and, and that environment. So so can you, can you, so, cause this is personal for me too. Yeah, yeah. Can you reliably get there? Cause like for me, it's like moments. I have moments where, like, not to get you off. Like, no, no, no. I'm not going to get you off train, but I have, like, moments that I can see that that kind of one-pointedness or whatever. Yeah, right. But they're only moments. And then the rest of the time, I'm fucking super judgmental about myself. I'm worried <laughs> about making a fool of myself. Same. I'm, I'm frustrated that I'm not reaching the level I feel I should. I have a lot of those kind of yeah. thoughts. Like, Do you think through. that that's the stuff, mm. though? See, this is what I think. Right. Is ego stuff. Those things right yeah. there are the things that hold us back from reaching those. Yeah, for sure. And it's easy to say that, right? Uh But But can you not, are those not actual tools too? Like, is is the ego not a tool to get there? I think the ego absolutely is. So when you're so self-critical, you know, you put up roadblocks in your way. We were talking about that. There's this chick that, was making this like crisp or something like that <laughs> the today. Apple crisp. Yeah. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> ginger. <laughs> but, anyway. I think she's here. <laughs> we had this Is discussion. She? Yeah. <clears throat> and those are always like, those are good things, right? Mm-hmm. Because it means you're holding yourself to a high standard, but then there, we make them sometimes impossible because then it's so easy to move that bar that what do we do? We don't pull the fucking trigger when we need to, right? We always have a reason why. Why did fucking, who's a lame popular musician? Not lame in Nickelback. their, um, That's the okay, word Nickelback, uses, great. <laughs> I, I don't really know much of their music. Smashmouth? But, but maybe they're not great musicians, but they're, you know, good in marketing themselves or whatever, okay, right? That type, but yeah. mm-hmm. we look at, a band like that because both both of those are really popular bands mm. well maybe they fucking realized oh we're we're not that good at music but we don't give a fuck we're gonna pull the trigger we're gonna not be so self-critical well, that's what you have to get do. shit going well, yeah that's right? what, there's this crazy line that you yeah. know mm-hmm. i can't fucking walk this line but between like arrogance and self 
mm-hmm. defeating this or whatever the opposite of that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And clothing. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Oh, self hatred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and and being in between those two, like it's kind of that thing. Like I heard, uh, I think Carl Jung said, um, "There's you can never. There's always either inflation or deflation. That's how he put it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, thinking you're higher than or lower than. Um, uh, and and." And in the same way that other people can like see the back of your head, but you never can, mm-hmm. other people can like see more of your true placement mm-hmm. than you can. Sure. Right. And we're always either over or under evaluating, and it's a really hard thing to get right. But other people could see it better, than, you know, than we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but do you? What do you think about? Okay. No, I was just <laughs> like, thinking about that with that okay. either over or under. Uh-huh. Right, you're either higher than people or lower than people. You know, because uh-huh. this is the way that I look at it. And right. again, I don't know if I have a, um, you know, maybe it's just, again, I'm more normal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but this is the way that I look at it. Like, I, I never, like, seriously beat myself up, mm-hmm. ever, ever. I mean, but I'll be climbing a mountain, right. and I'll be like, oh, you fucking pussy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're weak. You can't mm-hmm. make... But I'm just talking shit to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you saying you never... that I'm just talking shit. It's like my right. twinner friend who's just like, you Motivating fucking you. fag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be saying that to <laughs> right. you, right? right? And not in a gay, <laughs> hating way. So, <laughs> you know, like, you guys would get pissed about that. <laughs> Don't be pissed. But, you know, I'd be like, talking shit if mm. if we were riding talking together shit. mountain yeah. biking and you were sucking wind mm. but you were still doing it i'd be mm-hmm. talking shit but it'd all be positive so that mm-hmm. you're like fuck you mm-hmm. i can do this right but i think it's more it's it's not necessarily what you it, it is what but, you say to yourself right but it's the intention behind it right i was gonna say it's also like the perspective of where you see you're at so right because if you see yourself as like lower than let's say you can also say i have this to improve right right well well, that's what i'm saying so Mm. when i look at like that negative side deflate Mm. i don't look at somebody else and think that they're better than me Mm -hmm. okay right and then when i on the flip side if you say well i feel i'm better than x Mm. i mean I think there's always going to be scales. You know, you got to say, well, what is that towards? But I look at people who are of accomplished more than me, and I don't look at them as better in any way, shape, or form. I just look at them as, oh man, that person was motivated enough, and they found the key to get to where they want. Inflated? You've never felt like inflated? Like better than somebody? Like I could imagine. I don't look. I can imagine. People have said it to me. I can imagine in martial arts. Mm -hmm. Let's say so. You've been in gyms for a long time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ego. Uh, alphaing going on between people mm-hmm. so, so there is by nature a hierarchy being created sure and you are higher or lower in skill in whatever that hierarchy is mm-hmm. than other people you know what I mean so um, you know what I mean so I would imagine that you've come across this somewhat maybe sometime well, at some point maybe beating someone up more than needed to just because like it felt good to be doing so much better than another person or something like that. See, I have me personally I'm because to, you know, I, I enjoy fucking beating the fuck out right, of people. You do, you do, yeah. But <laughs> I enjoy getting beaten up too, you know. Right. Because but you never felt like you see what I'm saying. You never felt like it, it went overboard. Like you got a little bit in your ego, and and you never felt like that. Hmm. Not, not in my life. But I've never looked at it like that. You know, never left a gym like with your with your head down. See, he calls himself a normie, and he's the most not normie. But you know, say, how about this one? You never left the gym with your head down, like sat in the car for a minute and be like, damn. No, I mean, but like you got fucked up. Like you've been fucked up. I got so I had this one coach, who was a fucking. He was a mean motherfucker. He was good, and you know, I was getting ready for this fight. And it was only within a couple days, you know, like that somebody asked me if I wanted to do this. And I was like, okay, um, it was like a week or so. And uh, just so happened, I'm going in to train with them that same day that I was considering it. And I was telling him about it. And he's like, well, how's your Muay Thai? And I'm like, it's coming along. It's getting pretty good. Right. And so, and he's a big dude. He's like two fucking, I'd say 25 to 40, somewhere in that range. He wasn't quite a 250-er. But this is back when I was at that 155 to 165 weight range, mm-hmm. just walking around. And um, so he starts throwing fucking kicks 
and I'm checking them for a few, right? And you know, I could only check so many of his kicks before he just kicked through my fucking legs. Yeah. And then after he did that, he just kept fucking kicking. Like literally, I couldn't walk out of that gym that mm -hmm. night. And you know, I had to okay. ride back. I had to teach right. classes at my right. gym. Right. Okay. And mm -hmm. it was just like, oh man, this motherfucker kicked my ass. Mm -hmm. We did another time, like we're rolling. And uh, he's like, oh, you know, there's no tapping today. And it's not like you're going to beat this guy. I mean, he, like he was way above us and he was big and he was mean as fuck. And so, you know, you think it's like, okay, yeah, cool. I know he's going to fucking smash me, but you know, so mm -hmm. he gets a, my back, puts a choke on mm -hmm. and then it was like out. <laughs> right. And as soon as I came to, he's on smacking me and not mm -hmm. like, again, people might look at that and be like, Oh, that's fucked up training. No, it, it was good training. We were going at levels that you could maintain, right? Constructive violence, constructive violence. And it makes you tough to a certain degree, right? There's overboard, but we always kept it, you know, on that line. And he's, and this was back in the Pancrase days. You guys, you know, that was a long, that was like the, mm -hmm. you know, beginning of mixed martial arts. Right. And so there was a lot of open hand slaps. You know, that's how you Boss would be reading. training a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to the head and face and shit like that. Oh, really? okay. Those are worse than punches, man. I'd uh, rather get punched <laughs> than get slapped, right? That just makes me mad. Disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I got my ass kicked because he rolls up on top and as soon as I'm coming to, boom, you're getting mm -hmm. hit, right? But it teaches you how to be ready, you know, all the time. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you see these guys that get knocked out and within a millisecond, they're grabbing the ref yeah. and they're fucking fighting the ref and they're still out. Yeah. I mean, you think you could train that was the zones, premise so. behind that yeah. method of training. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's interesting. different people do different things. This was a long time ago. Um, but I, even walking out of those classes, like it wasn't like, oh man, fuck. Mm -hmm. You know, I got triangle choked like 20 times by one of my instructors because I came in, he was a SWAT cop. And so normally this class is pretty big. It's a, it was a noon class. And uh, there was a lot of um, like military guys in there. There was a couple SEALs in there, a couple, you know, they were ex-SEALs and um, one guy who was a marine force recon and you know they all kind of congregated into this area and then there was a couple of us who were you know just like to train and smoke and do that and so um i had a fucking sack in my gym bag and i walk in and i was high as fuck and i i forgot i had a sack in there and you know um so this cop is the fucking only guy in there it's me and him and he's an instructor and he fucking knew I was high as fuck <laughs> and just, and this was back in the days like when weed wasn't yeah. like accepted. Yeah. I mean, he choked me out so many times that fucking class, <laughs> like literally. Did he ever say anything or was it just like a No, he just, you just knew. Yeah. When you get like put yeah. into a triangle and you're tapping and you get that extra hard squeeze crank on the fucking neck, mm. you're like, okay, yeah. this, this is how this is gonna go. But you can't not. You got to mm -hmm. do it, right? It's just you fucked up or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that's not for everybody, right? But mm -hmm. again, to that, that still hits a lot of people's levels as far as being demoralized or as far as being just beaten and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would always walk out of there fucking like feeling pretty good because, mm -hmm. I mean, this is the way that I looked at shit. And I looked at this early on as well as, you know, to contemporary times. And that's like, well, I'm not going to get choked out a 20 fucking second time. You know what I'm saying? With a triangle. Mm -hmm. So he got me 21 times, but, okay, yeah, yeah. and how many other people are going to fucking land a triangle choke on me? You, right. you know what I'm saying? It's got to be somebody who's a triangle choke motherfucker, but somebody who's just good at triangle chokes and, but that's not their thing. So I'm going to get out of most of them. Right. Hmm. You get somebody like Tim with those fucking, who's a death trap. It's going to be really hard. But a lot of people will look at that like, you know, you got choked 21 times. I suck. I'm never going to fucking get this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it can kind of mm -hmm. go that other way. So early on, I looked at shit like that. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, when I look at somebody who's way better than me at something, mm -hmm. 
I do know that if I put that amount of effort into it, that I could get to be as good as that person. So, I don't look so, at so anybody. This, this is reminding me, let me just say one thing. is this? I've been reading this book, Mindset. And again, it's all about these two mindsets, fixed mindset, growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Fixed mindset believes that things are innate, permanent. You are as smart as you are. You are as good as you are as you are at mm-hmm. anything. And that's unchangeable. Mm-hmm. And that leads people to be like scared to take chances because you don't want anybody to see them as less than what they think they are or to, or to reveal things. And then the growth mindset um, just believes that everything is takes practice and... Um, takes time and, and things are not innate. Mm-hmm. You're not stuck in what you know. What I mean, so this, that so you, that just the way you put that was like a good example mm-hmm. of like the growth mindset. You just say, I'm I'm learning. I learned something today, and then well, I'll just take say, that. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say basically the same thing. Was did you get choked? Like you can look at it as I lost 21 times, or you can look at it as I got 21 times better at defending mm-hmm. triangle chokes. Mm-hmm. Glasses half yeah. or full, right? Yeah. Empty. What are you thinking? How do you look mm-hmm. at this stuff? Well, what I think is we started with UFOs. We talked about daydreaming and then, you know, higher self and morality yeah. and then constructive violence to keep you kind of on the way. You're supposed to keep us in line here. This is what happens. Show- <laughs> Somehow that all makes sense, though. It does. It ties in very well. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about UFOs, like that could be a higher version of ourselves, right? I mean, they're supposedly the more in- intelligent watching from above. And it's like we all kind of have that same aspect within ourselves of having this other version that's looking at us from above. And I think it was something you said last week where you were saying like... Uh, because you're saying there's always three options you know one person wins the other person wins or you fight like like in an argument and um and i think well well i i would say like i think negotiations both people win i think conceding one person wins yeah yeah right so yeah i would i would make sure that there's that distinction because i'm always above or about both people benefiting from a situation if possible well i was just what i was thinking was i think you had said something about you even do that in your own mind where you have like the negotiation with yourself and it and a lot of and like sometimes it ends up with fighting against yourself because you have those doubts or like for instance, when you're climbing a big mountain and you want to give up and you're telling yourself, like, don't fucking quit now, like, you've come this far, that's that's kind of like um, like that higher self speaking to you and going, like, like, like kicking you into overdrive. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I completely got off track <laughs> with my own thoughts. But, uh, but it, uh, well, higher self. Okay, but yeah, see yeah, yeah. this. So well, we'll talk about that, about the though. going back thing. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that idea. But go ahead, tie it But where you're saying of... It's almost like you put no limitations on, okay? And thinking about UFOs, that mindset allows you to have no limitations on the possibilities of things. And when you have that in your mind, and we talk about the negotiating and you know, coming to terms, conceding, or fighting, like what I would say is that as much as possible, we want to kick conceding out of there, mm. right? When we're you know, having those discussions and talks with ourselves right because conceding then it's like well i can always say well i want to do that but i really don't have the time hmm. right and then we can then and we have an excuse for half an but hour. you could right but you could negotiate with yourself and still and this is where i'm saying with both parties win or whoever's in there everybody wins a little bit um and i think that this is what we talk about when you know we you say I have sometimes a better attitude than most people in certain, you know, situations and tougher situations, right? You've made that comment. Well, you make the claim that you've never had a bad day. Yeah, I make the claim <laughs> that I don't have bad days. I right, mean, right, I can right. I can say that like I really went through a interesting time this year in certain areas and there was parts of the days that were like fuck, this sucks. But there was nothing negative that came out of those. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like days where I'm just like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, okay, you have this. One of my students was talking to me about this earlier, and I'm going to tie this together. But it's um, 
doing the things that you don't want to do. Okay. And so we're talking about scheduling and this guy has an investment business and he's like, so here's what I'm doing. I'm setting two hours or an hour, hour and a half a day, whatever that was. I think he said two hours out of his day. And he's like, and I'm going to only focus and deal with the shit that I don't want to do. I'm going to force myself that that's the time. And then the moment that two hours is up, boom, this stuff is in its own compartment and it doesn't penetrate any other part of my day. So I was thinking about this recently because I'm like, oh, that's a great fucking idea, right? Because there's a few things that I'm not doing and I'm doing everything every, every else. Day, every day. I make a list yep. of things to do mm-hmm. and I know the ones are the ones I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? but if yeah. you block that time in and you make it yeah. just painful right. enough, pretty good. Yeah. right, you can get to it. So this is what I was thinking, though, about painful enough. Um, having a bad day, right? And I was laughing because I'm like, I do that with life. I'm not doing it with my schedule, but I'm talking about like the the shit that could affect you. And that's that because I was because, you know, I said that to somebody else, like I don't have bad days and they gave me this like fucking spiel like, oh, yeah, you fucking think you're so above everybody else and blah, 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 all of that kind of bullshit. And then you hear that fucking fake optimism. Well, anybody who knows me knows that I don't have fake optimism. I mean, I'm I'm not Mm. pretend about anything. Mm. Um, So the the deal is that, how do I explain this, right? When when you always look at it as the potential for you to, to have a win in there, and maybe that thing does too, you put it in its place. And so when the shit that I, that was bothering me was bothering me, it would have windows of time to bother me. And I would give it that attention. And then you don't think about it anymore. And then or... boom, mm-hmm. I'm on to the next thing. That doesn't mean that it was gone. It just so meant that not... now I've got another window of time for me to think about this. And so literally mm-hmm. my windows of time that I allowed mm-hmm. me to think about that was mm-hmm. after I got off training and I was, I had some time and I would do it walking my dogs and that would be like mm-hmm. my focus on it. And then you're on to the other stuff that's important because everything else is important, right? Mm-hmm. Everything else has value. Everything, you know, if you give one the, the more the value, value, then we talk about going back to your direction has changed. You're off the mark, right? So if this is what I believe 100%. Um, Because I'm not fucking special in any way, shape, or form. But if you can get your mind thinking in that direction, then how can you have a bad day? I mean, the logic is how can you have a bad day? It just won't add up. It won't compute. So so be more clear about it. So what's the practice then? So you're saying in your own mind, Mm -hmm. you won't have a bad day if... When so, bad things happen, you give them a moment of time. You give them you know what I'm saying? Is a that value what it is? of time that is necessary to deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because then that wins. That comes out. If you and I have a fucking argument, right? You and I have an argument. We're fucking tight, but we have this big fucking argument. And I just put it out of my head and don't fucking think about it. Then... I might not see you for a few, but then the next time I see you, unless I concede, that thing is just grown because now you guys aren't just motherfuckers. You guys like shit on my weed. You guys fucking, <laughs> you know, it's like shit is on. We have time to let on. it fester. Right. Yeah. So festering. Yeah. But if I, well, if so I give it the appropriate this, amount of time, mm. because I got to think about it, I got to reflect okay. on our conversation. Well, so this is reminding me of that like idea that you... You know, I think, again, Jordan Peterson had a a good one recently that if like dragons are like the things in our lives that we have to fight and confront Mm -hmm. and and they are often kind of in the shadows and places we don't want to go to. Um, And then the idea was things that you don't attend to. Uh, like it's like you should go kill the dragon in its lair before it comes and attacks your your mm-hmm. city or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Um, but that's like more scary. But it, when, if you don't go there and attack the dragon, then it builds and it grows in strength and, mm-hmm. and everything. Down. And burn. Yeah, nice, totally. And and that's like resentment and uh, mm-hmm. all that stuff. That but can what like do you think fester. about 
and so this takes us back to this either or, but what do you think about trying to come to terms with the dragon and understand that the dragon can exist Mm. And you can, can exist. Can, sometimes it. Well, that, that is this, actually uh-huh. a story. Uh, like in George, you know, George kills the dragon, Saint George, mm-hmm. or whatever. That's like the the most modern version mm-hmm. of that myth. Um, and sometimes in those stories, he tames it, and then it becomes its pet, his mm-hmm. pet. Like I think in most of them, he kills it, mm-hmm. but sometimes he does tame it. Well, that goes back to the constructive violence thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, don't you want to have a dragon? I mean, well, but the I thing enjoy is, is having like, dragons. They, but the thing is, is they can eat you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so they how, are like super how, dangerous. Right. And, and you know, it, mythologically, yeah. they say that those things are meant to be kept on the edges. Though. Yeah. Like you're supposed to keep the monsters on the edges. Once you let the monsters into the city center or whatever, right. they take over. Right. Kind of like... But if you start you, flipping sexes around and you right? say that, you know what 100%. I mean? You start flipping all that and you you let the margins into this and you say this is our culture mm-hmm. is like the margins. But if you eradicate like, it all together, mm-hmm. that takes away a large purpose. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, because then if we eradicated the dragons, what need you would you have you to prep for dragons? Okay, right. Yeah. And you can't and you can't. And and, and the other thing is like yeah, you're right though dragons to from the other villages. <laughs> and, and and the dark side and, and the dragons and stuff that's where potential lies mm-hmm. that's where you grow because you grow like your 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 kingdom into the unknown right and that's where all those and so you gotta like push those monsters back so you do have to have like a relationship mm-hmm. with them and, and that is like you know I could see how you could put that as uh, how do you say it uh, having a touch of uh, of vice or what do you say yeah. um yeah, I mean, well, a little bit of having a little bit of a, you know, being a bad person or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, acceptable uh, um, corruption. Corruption, you put yeah. it as corruption, uh-huh. and I think that's right. An acceptable level of corruption, because for sure. Overdoing that is like some false utopian idea, and you can never get you can get rid of a large portion, but there's always this remainder of like that dark side. Mm-hmm. Well, um, people right. want to be. I mean, it's crazy, like that people want to be so morally correct because if you are so morally correct that means that you've got to impose what you believe to be morally correct on other people i think there's things that we can say and agree upon that murdering people is not acceptable right harming children is not acceptable but there's a lot of things that morality right now is trying to push right Mm -hmm. And, and control these narratives i think i would i I could tie it back to that Mm -hmm. inflation idea Mm -hmm. it's like um you know they say like like let's go back back to priests again like (laughs) (laughs) um when a danger for a priest is to think that he's in to be inflated Mm -hmm. and to think that he's higher than than the rest of the people and then when that happens what you end up doing is you project your shadow Uh so because you haven't incorporated your shadow at least a little bit then you, what you're going to do is you're going to see it on other people, mm-hmm. right? So then when you think you're morally righteous, it's the other people that are the demons. It's the MAGA people. It's the woke people, mm-hmm. right? You put those monsters like on other people rather, you know, instead of incorporating it. So there's this whole thing, again, like a Jungian idea, which is cool, about uh, you have to incorporate some of the shadow. So maybe that is that, like having some corruption. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that same idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the most powerful kingdom would be a kingdom that's got an army of trained dragons to protect the village. <laughs> huh. And potentially eat the village. I mean, potentially. You know, sometimes the village. That's true. Yeah, if everybody's know. got a dragon, maybe that's not the best idea. Overpopulation. Yeah. Where do you keep all those dragons? <laughs> all right. Thoughts. Talk to me. Uh, well, I was thinking it's really interesting because um, when I was doing uh, therapy for my supposed depression, I ended up talking with this therapist, and a lot of the things that she would say were basically, you know, um, avoiding avoidance. <laughs> so, like, like you said, you need to have the dragon. It's we oftentimes try to push things away or not deal with them. Um, sometimes you just have to sit in the fire for a bit 
or acknowledge mm. that it exists. Right? Yeah, but just that knowing like it's okay that it's there, but like you said, don't let the monsters in the city. So mm. it's just really interesting because a lot of that stuff stayed with me, and then I came here, and a lot a lot of that stuff continues to like perpetuate. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess jujitsu is part of that, and um, yeah, part, it's well, helped what do you me. Mean? Well, that is something you kind of practice in jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. having both. And uh, so then I was applying that to, like, mental health mm -hmm. and lifestyle and everything. So how it all <laughs> ties in. I feel like I'm rambling now. No, it makes sense. But, um, yeah, it's just really interesting how my path started somewhere where I don't see myself being right now anymore. Mm -hmm. And here I am, Colorado, doing jiu-jitsu. You had a different, like, idea, direction of where you wanted to go? Yeah, I or... never thought I'd be here. <clears throat> but did you I have... I never would have imagined. Like, were you, um, were you open to where things were going? Or did they kind of go out of your control? But then all of a sudden, it was like, ooh, this is pretty badass. Like, did you let it kind of take you? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, wouldn't it wouldn't it be like if you're happy where you are that you did let it take you? You know, because it's like I, how yeah, about I how think about so. this? I mean, well, I took the chance of mm -hmm. a lot of things. Uh -huh. Like my plan was to visit Colorado because my dad was here, mm -hmm. and then I was open to what was around me mm -hmm. because I was starting a new direction. I was at a point in my life where I was going to choose. A new direction or continue something that I was doing mm -hmm. so you're like looking so I like was kind of looking I listening. had a plan of what I wanted to do mm -hmm. but I was still looking mm -hmm. I guess I wasn't all in in that initial plan um, so I was open to experience what was around me here and then I kind of let it take me and then I made the decision or a choice mm -hmm. like a conscious choice I recognized what happened and then yeah I don't know if that answers your question mm -hmm. Well, it reminds me of like, you know, again, with like myth stories, like they have the story of like, uh, it's like someone's playing music in a forest or whatever. And I think like Joseph Campbell used to talk about this, like that, um, you know, there's like a calling. That's like the calling. Life sends you a calling when you're young, if you're open to hearing it or whatever. And so those that like take the chance and go into like the dark forest to follow that like strange music might find, you know, you know find what's up or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then you could like not follow it and then it gets closed off to you right and you like can't hear it anymore mm -hmm. so maybe like crusty old people or something alcoholics yeah. i don't know yeah well you get um, better at you know whatever repetition you do right right you, you're gonna get better at it right so if you so, stop if you keep like not paying attention to what your your, uncon your mm -hmm. conscience is saying hey man do something else and yeah. you're like you keep doing the same thing anyway mm -hmm. And you build that as a habit. Rationalizing uh, why you, uh, you know, can't do something. But it's interesting that you would end up somewhere where you don't think. Like, those are those are some of the interesting things mm -hmm. in life when you're like, how did I, you know, it's crazy that I ended up here, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. I followed, I met this person, and then that person. Like, you know, uh, one of those writers, I think Dickens, he said, like, when you look back at your life, it looks like a perfectly ordered novel. Because mm -hmm. you met this stranger at a party that mm -hmm. ended up, you know, uh, and introducing you to your wife and then or whatever and then that send you this you know what I mean mm -hmm. if you look back right so but yeah but it's interesting when when you end up somewhere unexpected right right kind of just take a chance let it yeah yeah it, it really goes against everything I like mm -hmm. thought I liked mm -hmm. uh, like even being landlocked I've never lived in a landlocked uh, state mm -hmm. or place hmm. um, what does that mean? Like you spent time in the water and stuff? Or, yeah, I mean, okay. in mm -hmm. Italy, we were like 30 minutes away from the beach. In the States, we were an hour to two hours away from it. So it was really prevalent in my life, <laughs> sea level air. Do you uh, feel claustrophobic? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> See, so I was open to accepting it as yeah. being something I would enjoy. Um, Colorado's a badass place yeah. to land though you know what i'm saying i mean you know it's not as cool as it was maybe 10 years ago just because of the traffic and influx of people and you know that but besides you know that part of it 
I mean, you really couldn't land in a better place. Maybe Utah, but Utah still has some weird vibe to it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it's still cool as fuck. You got yeah. the mountains, you got rivers, you got yeah. Moab. Salt Lake's cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it gets weird 30 minutes out of there, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and then um, Park City is pretty cool. Oh, Park City, yeah. Mm -hmm. As far as just... And Wyoming, there's some cool shit in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. But there's, like, no, no towns either, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, like, small towns, right? Yeah. yeah a mean, lot of those, yeah. Land-wise, it's beautiful. Yeah. Big open spaces. Yeah. But you could have ended up in, like, Oklahoma or something. <laughs> right. right? And then you're like, yeah. fuck. I remember driving through Nebraska once. Like, that I, was Nebraska. a very specific I, yeah, example. Yeah. I, I drove, like, all the way through Nebraska once, and it was just, like, you know, the hills, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, like, you could be an hour away, and there's no difference. It doesn't look any different. Like, mm -hmm. it looks the same for, like... Yeah, it's, uh, like, <laughs> a long time. daunting driving yeah. through that shit. It's, it, it's, there is a coolness to it as well. Like, I, I stopped at... A few times, it kind of the hills uh, get lower, and then you can see further out. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, I came across like a, a whole field of sunflowers that was dope. Mm -hmm. And like, there were some cool things there too. Sure. You know? But it's like just if, yeah. road, <laughs> yeah. corn, right. road, you know, so whatever. Like hill, other hill, hill. Agricultural <laughs> product. Right, that too, right. It's just farms, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Anybody had to do the long drive through Texas? I yeah, have to I the have. top. I did yeah. do the top yeah. ones. Yeah. That shit is, yeah. that gets mind numbing too. Oh, yeah. yeah just, I blew a tire up there once. <laughs> In uh, Armadillo, Texas. I think I saw a UFO in Texas, though. Okay, here we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah West back. Texas. We used to go back through there all the time. Okay, tell me what happened. Finally. What was it? Just as a kid, man. It was okay. like, you know. Were, just, you, were you driving? Were you no, I was place? riding. I was just, uh -huh. you know. But it also okay. could have been you're a kid and you're it's told that West Texas, there's mm -hmm. a lot of UFOs. Okay. But, but what, what did you see? Do you remember? Just a, like a bright fucking fast light, you okay. know? Okay. Uh -huh. Okay, that's cool. Right. Yeah, meteor maybe. No, I mean, I've seen some. Yeah. We we saw a lot of stars. meteors like back in the day, so I knew you know. Oh, that, you knew what that know, was We used about, to do a lot of stargazing, and uh, you know, my dad had a little telescope. Okay, um, so it was but, unusual at least, yeah. and you noticed it. Mm -hmm. Did you tell anybody like in the car? Yeah, we all uh -huh. saw it. Oh, like, really? Okay. Yeah, it was pretty. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, it wasn't okay. just. Right. So it was yeah. something. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. Nice. But. I don't right. know what it was. Yeah. There's my UFO story. However, <laughs> I think that there... Okay. Is there like a consensus? Do you believe that there's UFOs potentially? Are you open to the idea or are you... Of course. Yeah? I, th I think it would be... Um, I don't even know what word to use, but it's like self-centered to believe that we are the only... Mm living yeah, intelligent intelligent creatures it just doesn't make else. it's not that it doesn't make well, sense so the scientists to to like steel man it or whatever the scientists would say of course there's other civilizations because of the vast i mean the universe might even be infinite but are they here it doesn't make sense that they could come here because it would take however many lifetimes. That would be like that's just what based they on would the say. Fact that we don't understand that technology, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how to, or, maybe they or, travel through dimensions. Yeah, but like right, we've been so talking about it for a long time. I'm pretty yeah. sure people who are curious would try to even look into that kind of technology. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, well, <clears throat> have you heard the Bob Lazar story? Because he. The way he explains it actually makes sense, but he explained it as their propuls propulsion system is using element, what is it, 114 or something? Right. Uh, <laughs> to actually bend the bend time space and space-time space continuum. Right. And then so, that sucks the ship in. Yeah. yeah you make like yeah, a vacuum. It's like a black hole, right? Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving. But you can predict and where that's it's going that's why they, move, they go up at an angle, yeah. he says. So like that's like a detail that the UFO goes up. And then it hits an angle, and then yeah. that's when it's like activating the. So it's not actually pulling; it's more like kind of it's pulling. I wonder, yeah. like, okay, so at that moment that it pulls, like, what if there was another object that came above it? Would that get sucked it would, in, it would, or would it, would it not even touch? I think it? it's like you know. Sometimes they like analogize it, like if you had a. Like a like a like a, a tire, oh, yeah, or a mattress. Yeah. I was thinking of like Bowling a ball in the mattress, yeah, yeah, or like you have a piece of fabric, yeah, yeah, and then you put balls in that fabric. But you got to think of that thing. That fabric's only two dimensional, so it's like three dimensional. 
So maybe it would create like a crease, uh-huh. and then that other thing would like follow that crease like around. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Instead of going like right through. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If mm. were, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> maybe so just that's like where my mind kick goes. Kick it out. <laughs> yeah, like because yeah, that's how they describe like planets and stuff. Is they like you know make them go in a circle around like a trampoline or something. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah, but that one's fun. The Bob Lazar is great. I, I listened to that back in the day on Art Bell. Like uh, he would come on a few, you know, a bunch. Uh, just following his story is a lot of fun. The episode on Rogan was really good. It's great. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's a great. The probably the best synopsis, the best one. Yeah, I like you know personally. Like I'm way into UFOs. Have been for a long time. I even have like a shelf of like UFO books. They were like I thought of as like my candy. Like it was like fun read shit. Like yeah. you know, it's not hard to read. It's just fun. Um, and my mind tends to go to the idea that looking at them as strictly a technological thing is the materialistic modern mindset trying to look at a phenomenon that maybe has been around forever. So, um, like Jacques Vallée, if you heard him, he was on Joe and it wasn't as good as it could have been. Hmm. He's an old French guy. He's the guy they made, um, Close Encounters, that French scientist is based on this dude. And if you want to read any UFO book, like his are the, are the shit, like the deepest. Like everybody else is so like, oh, it's a technological, you know, I mean, that's the only line of thought. Mm-hmm. But he, what he decided to do was like most UFO, if you watch like a UFO movie, a documentary, it's like 1947, uh, fucking Mount Rainier, this guy saw this Air Force pilot C7 UFOs or whatever. And yeah, so, okay, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's where they all start. And then that's where the myth comes from too. Oh, we did an atomic blast and then the, the aliens noticed mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, there's this dangerous civilization, like it's Star Trek or whatever. And they tell the Federation, they got to like, you know, look after it. Um, and so Valet looked before 1947. Mm-hmm. So he was like, are there any stories before and he found crazy patterns like uh abductee stories are really similar to like irish like fairy stories so people used to get abducted by fairies and they would leave like they would take a child and leave a changeling right that's like a a fairy that like is kind of human or whatever Um, and that's like hybrids you know i mean so you can make all these like crazy patterns you hear about the hybrids abduction the the idea so the one abduction story is that what the big the big idea that they're doing if you read like uh, what are their names David Jacobs um, yeah but so their myth or their idea is that everybody's getting abducted and that the aliens are like slowly making hybrids so that because there's a lot of people that get abducted and they have sex with aliens and they even have the same alien. they have a relationship they have a wife <laughs> and that's connected to like shamanic experiences like a lot of shamans have wives in the other world. And they, they climb ladders and ropes into the sky and shit. You know what I mean? So, like, there's, like, the connections are pretty wild, like, if you get into it. Um, and so that's where my mind tends to go, is I don't like... I see that pattern of just the technological aspect as just one part. Like, if you want to look at all the possibilities, if you want just your imagination mm-hmm. to think about it. Because mm-hmm. um, people see their dead relatives on UFOs. You know, that's weird mm-hmm. if they're just technological things or you know I guess it, yeah they have they have ideas <laughs> of, of how to explain that that because they say they like can project like images that you can see like people have memories of a weird rabbit in their room and then they go get you know hypnotherapy and it turns out that that was a, an alien and they put a projected image on your brain so that's like the myth <laughs> that they tell about that mm-hmm. um, I don't know so but I, I dig that other aspect that there's Maybe like some spiritual element to it, mm-hmm. you know, that um, and they also can conf- conform pretty well to like demonic stories and stuff if you even want to go there. Because demons aren't just like some hellish thing. They're like they're like, you know, sp- elementals. They're they, they, you know, they're the spirits of like grass and dirt and fucking, um, you know, like that's how people thought the animistic idea that everything has like a spirit to it, rocks and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that those beings are like demons uh, in the Christian conception. And that, so there's all patterns related to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I like that stuff in the UFOs. And yeah. You see the mm-hmm. Navy footage that came out recently? Yeah, yeah, it's dope. Because no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Favor, was it, Commander Favor had. Uh, oh, that the, one. That's well, that, the that one was, too. it was a tic tac shape. And then mm-hmm. the one that the Navy. Just released like a few weeks ago. The triangles. No, they the, had they had like the classic disc shape on okay, film, uh, but they're right. following it. Like the footage is a little more clear, I feel like, than the Tic Tac one was. But you can see, and they're just kind of following it on the camera. But what was crazy was they asked them, "How often do you guys see these things?" And they're like, "Every day. Like we see yeah. them all the time." 
it, it just I and Faber Faber or whatever how you say his name he said the same thing yeah that he just went in there for I don't I remember why he was just there for like a couple of weeks and uh, and he asked the people that were working there more often because you know so he sees some crazy uh, follows this object that you know goes fucking 30 miles in a second or whatever and then there's some object in the water too remember yeah. that well he that's like, what happened with this last one okay too. yeah and so they were saying that they're seeing shit all day long come like from space and go down into the water or like Coming upper atmosphere water, yeah. yeah and they're seeing it like all the time it's, it's like, like a highway mm. yeah. ufo fucking highway they mm. come in out just mm. gathering the ocean <laughs> gathering resources yeah. Yeah, so it is interesting when the military is involved in stuff like seeing shit. Yeah, there's there's crazy ones like uh, one astronaut, um, Gordon Cooper. Uh, he claims that he was in like Nevada or somewhere in the like, crater, I think, mm-hmm. and they were filming something like a missile launch or something. Mm-hmm. And so he has like a high powered nice camera and everything, and he claims that a UFO landed like pretty close to him. And he got it on film. He, like, watched it come down, fucking landed. Where's the footage? Exactly. And they made him, like, he, ne- he never saw the footage either. Damn. Right. And he's a straight astronaut. So you got those stories, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. Does anybody, like, um, like, has Elon Musk ever weighed in on this? He's pretty dismissive about it, like oddly yeah, well, dismissive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really want to. Maybe talk. he's, he's, he's a skeptical alien. guy. <laughs> Maybe he's the first hybrid. Yeah, he, he might be. Right, yeah. <laughs> He might be like one that's broken off and kind of like yeah. took on a little too much humanity. <laughs> he did you know? name his son like a piece of coding. Or right, some that, numbers and yeah. Greek letters yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Mm. You never know. It's fun stuff though. We should talk about that more. That's another topic that I, I would dig to. What's that? UFOs. Yeah. I would need to do a little more research. On, uh, right. Like, because I've, I've, you know, read Update. a few. Laid a whole recent. bunch of shit on me that I hadn't heard of. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, that, yeah, that's a whole another way yeah, to look at it. Right. I mean, right. I guess I think about that a lot in regards of like dimensions. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, where mm-hmm. there's like another thing going on right mm-hmm. now that's right. we could tap into. I think, I think what know, that like, is what I'm starting to think of the idea of a dimension is just a way to say spirit realm mm-hmm. in a scientific fashion. Yeah. Because it is like. You know, I used to think of it as like, you know, there's even been movies that there was some movie where the fairies like move so fast that we can't see them. So they're in a dimension of time that's right next to us, but you can't see them. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be like one scientific way to like think about it. Right. Um, so so I don't, so maybe there's no difference between that idea, mm-hmm. like a dimension, this place right next to us or all around us or something, but we don't see it. But then when you fucking smoke DMT. But maybe those are the keys, right? Maybe those are the keys to right. to experience it a little bit. To you know, and yeah. Even, even the Mayans, like the way that they explained the layers of like hell and heaven, sounded like they were describing dimensions. And I mean, they were well documented to use a lot of hallucinogens and smoking like chaga, which is rich in DMT, and. Uh, their idea was when you do good in this realm, you ascend. There were seven heavens above and 13 hells below. So you either do, you pass your tests in this life and you move up to the next dimension or spirit realm or whatever. And then, yeah, you can keep ascending till you get to that highest level of being or you keep on going down and can you, you have to like, fight your way back up. Yeah, like, can you do a little bit of both? Could you like jam for a couple levels and then fuck up and probably get yeah. reduced back to you're like fuck yeah i'm back yeah. to start <laughs> it's a good place to be do good well, they had a they had that fucking up. game that was essentially basketball so with moves. your legs and if you won that game you were sacrificed and it was an automatic boost to the next level mm-hmm. i mean that would be cool it would suck though to go down because if you're going down like is you know what I'm saying? Can you get out? Or is it like, oh, you just got to well, keep like it, getting worse. Right. You're like, yeah. it's like probably prison, you know? You and go in there as a spiral out, moderate, spiral yeah, out, right, citizen right. who just yeah. did a minor yeah. mistake and they Depends put you on. in with like <laughs> mean motherfuckers. Right. So you got to get mean. I think like the, some people take like the reincarnation thing to be like, you fuck up and then next life you're like a worm or something. Yeah. Right. You can like degrade into animal. Or but, yeah, but I wonder if, 
I mean, but can a worm get better? <laughs> Could you like be a good worm? Great, great question. Great question. And is it only one life as a worm? I mean, a worm has a short life, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 right. So I mean, then you're like, oh, it's a quick test. Right. I love this idea though. This just uh, that we live in the reincarnation idea that we live so many lives that it's like there's a mountain, right? And the mountain represents like how many lives we have, and then uh, a bird flies by with a piece of silk and just it barely rubs that on the mountain and for how many times it takes for that piece of silk to rub the mountain down to the ground is how many lives it takes for us to like figure out how to like ascend to whatever next level right, right. I just love that image yeah like, damn yeah mm-hmm. I mean last thing because I was you know um, they were talking about death on some um, podcast recently where and you know DMT was involved but they were talking about how it's almost like um, somehow in this conversation where it went, like people want to leave this life, right? I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Shit. Where I get kind of envious sometimes when people have like really bad times and good times and stuff like that. Because, you know, and that's where I was fucking with you guys is you guys are all, you know, eccentric <laughs> and I'm the norm because, you know, you guys have had some pretty traumatic experiences and you know for me i've put myself in traumatic arenas and it just hasn't happened you know so um i'm kind of content with this life though you know i mean i don't know that i'm you know too fast on leaving and if there was like a 300 year option i might be like yeah okay i'm not i'm pretty mm-hmm. that might mean you passed your test in your last life <laughs> maybe yeah Maybe you right. send it to that highest level. This is it? This is like that. <laughs> I'd be nice. bummed with that, too. I'd be like, well, I just want to fuck around here for a while. I still want to be moving up. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, no. fuck. Anything else? Next time on the Sam 420s, is Sasquatch real? <laughs> <laughs> See? You always leave us with some thought-provoking... <laughs> All right. Later. Later. Later.